Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, everyone. It's Nicole coming to you from Chicago. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it's been quite a week here uh, this week, but anyway, God is good. Amen. And uh, we are just so blessed to be called children of God. And so why don't you just say with me right now off the bat, I am a loved and cherished child of God, because that is the truth. And so today I wanted to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart because I have gone through it. And that is the topic of addictions. And I just want to share right now that God has compassion on anyone struggling with addictions. He's a good father. There is more than hope in Jesus. There's victory in Jesus. So um, just keep watching. If you or a loved one is struggling, I just want to encourage you today, and I am going to agree with you in prayer at the end for total and complete healing. But uh, I wanted to, because I was talking about that topic, I wanted to just look up some statistics and, um, you know, just to get uh a feel for it because addiction is a huge, huge problem worldwide. And it says, but these were statistics on addiction in America. It says almost 21 million Americans have at least one addiction, yet only 10% of them receive treatment. Drug overdose deaths have more than tripled since 1990. That's very sad. Uh, from 1999 to 2017, and I, I'm sure it's a lot more considering what's been going on in the last two years, more than 700,000 Americans died from overdosing on a drug. Alcohol and drug addiction cost the U.S. economy over $600 billion every year. In 2017, 34 point, and I know that's more now, 34.2 million Americans committed DUI, 21.4 million under the influence of alcohol, and 12.8 million under the influence of drugs. And so what I, that's huge. I just wanted to paint a picture of, um, you know, that it is a worldwide issue. And, but I wanted to share with you that I know about addiction. I grew up in a family with addicts, um, drug addicts, sex addicts, and the list goes on. And so I understand what it's like to uh, not only grow up in that atmosphere, you know, being a young uh toddler and having you know drunk people around and high people around and the list goes on and i know what it's like to experience it as well and so a lot of times that is passed on in families um, but here's the deal jesus breaks every chain 
and he broke the chain of addiction at the cross. So no matter what your family line is, if you are a born again believer, you have the DNA of Jesus, which includes every generational curse broken, healing by his stripes, Isaiah 53, 5. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Jesus provided healing for addictions, mental trauma, mental illness, and physical illness. Doesn't matter what it is. Jesus is the answer and the way. And so, you know, maybe that's you right now. You're watching and you feel hopeless and you're struggling and you don't know how to get out of this. Well, I want to tell you right now, God is not afraid of messes and he is our rescuer and he is our deliverer and he doesn't want you experiencing shame. There's no shame in getting help and the father wants you to know that he loves you and he wants to help you out of this. And so, um, it, and it's not about us striving not to, anyone striving not, because I've been there, <laughs> to not to have the willpower to overcome it. It's about resting in him. But I'm going to talk about a labor to enter the rest in a little bit. But uh, I will say this here and I will say it again. And I've already said this before in my other teachings. A heart that is free from condemnation is a heart at rest. And I know this uh, full hand, full, um, fully. So um, hold on one second right here because I, I can't even read my own notes. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I personally, uh, as a teen, well, as a young child, I started self-injuring and I, uh, because it was easier for me to feel the physical pain than the emotional pain I was feeling. And age uh, 15, I became a binge drinking alcoholic to numb the pain. And so I know what it's like to, to not know how to deal with things that come our way. I know what it's like to escape in addiction, to experience, you think you're experiencing this temporary numbing and temporary feeling better, but it never lasts. And then what happens is afterwards, I know this for myself and my, you know, many relapses later on when that's a whole other story that the guilt and the shame and the condemnation keeps you in the cycle of addiction and the cycle of, of sin, basically. Well, God wants us to know that Jesus took all shame and condemnation at the cross. He took all guilt. He took it all. And healing and wholeness belongs to us. He came to heal broken hearts. I believe addiction is trying to meet, fill a love void that only God can fill. And so people will search for it in all the wrong places in relationships. People can get addicted to relationships. They can get addicted to toxic relationships. They can get addicted to the internet. There, I mean, the list goes on. I don't even have to um, uh, list them all but it's trying to fill a, a love void that only God can fill. It's trying to 
um, bring inner peace that only Jesus can bring. And he gives us a peace, and the word says that passes all understanding. He, and it's, there's a scripture, and I didn't write this down. He gives peace not as the world gives. And so whatever peace is trying to come from the world, it is not a lasting peace. And so, um, you know, many of you know my story. Later on in life, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, PTSD, anxiety disorder, alcoholism, self-injury. Um, I started abusing prescription drugs briefly and the list goes on. And so I know what it's like to be in that cycle of addiction. And I would go personally, this is my story, I would go to recovery meetings, I would speak that identity over myself that I was an alcoholic and I was an addict, and I would constantly relapse. And then I would go into the group and I would feel shame and condemnation and I would try and try and try not to relapse, but that never worked until I encountered Jesus and I encountered the truth that healing and wholeness belong to me. I, 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 I discovered the truth that I have authority over the enemy who tries to come har harass us and oppress us and bully us. And then I discovered the truth that I am righteous in Christ. I am right with God. I am forgiven. I am loved. And he views me as if I've never sinned. And that is good news for us believers that he views us in that way. But we need to know all of these truths. And so I've been growing. Uh, I think it's, oh, I figured it out the other day. Um, 2006, I think it's 15 years this year of just continuing to grow. And thank you, Jesus, um, for healing and, and freedom. But, and so I started after, you know, the healing testimony that happened with me, which I'm not going to get into all of that. I started um, ministering to different groups. And I remember clearly that I actually was asked to minister at a recovery meeting in Wisconsin at this campground. And as soon as I got there, I saw this guy who was talking to the um, people struggling with drugs and alcohol, et cetera, and who were there at that meeting because they wanted freedom. And he was putting them under the law big time. He was saying, when Jesus said this commandment, um, he, he was showing you how important that was. That, for example, you should not lust after a woman because you've ad committed adultery in your heart. Well, I can't remember which one he used. I think it was that one. He's like, Jesus showed us how important that is. And, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to be punished and blah, blah, blah. And I saw these people's faces. They just felt, I could tell, they felt hopeless. Like, well, I don't know how this is going to work for me. And they just, I could see the heaviness in their faces when he put them under a yoke of a burden that they could not carry. Well, 
when I gave up and gave my testimony, I, you know, talked on all the bondage so people can't say, well, she's never been there. Um, and I basically preached the message of the gospel of grace to these people and shared with them how forgiven and loved and cherished they are. And once they know that, they're not going to want to go out and fill that love void. And they, and they actually clapped and cheered because not me, it's about Jesus. And they were so receiving his love and grace. And that made me so happy. Well, that guy came up to me afterwards and he called me a false prophet and said, you shouldn't be teaching grace to these people because they're just going to go out and sin and they're going to go out and get high and all this. And I'm like, listen here, um, <laughs> I was pretty strong with him. And actually people came to me in my defense and I think he had to leave. But basically I said, that was not the way out for me. That is not the way out when you preach First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty six says the strength of sin is the law. So if you're preaching the law to these people, of course they're going to want to go out because they know that they don't measure up. But when you preach to them that they are loved and cherished and forgiven and that God has compassion on what they're going through and he never meant for them to go through trauma because I can guarantee you that 99.9% .9 of the people have gone through some kind of trauma and are trying to numb that pain and then and they're believing lies and God wants to set them free with the truth grace is not a license to sin it's a license to win there you go. Grace is a license to win. And that is the truth. When we have a true revelation of grace. Now, those that, you know, use grace as an excuse to go out and do whatever they want, they don't have a true revelation of grace because grace changes your heart. Fear does not change a heart or transform a heart. Love transforms a heart. So fear-based, law-based, you better behave, you better do this, ain't going to work. And it even says that in the word of God that it ain't going to work because we all failed. You, you break one law, you break them all. So the good news is Jesus fulfilled the law on our behalf so that now we are blessed. And so he provided healing at the cross. He provided healing of broken hearts. And so many people are afraid of going to God because of what they grew up with. And I realized that that addiction stuff can be passed on. And, and so, you know, if you had an angry father who basically was probably feeling condemned himself and on drugs and that he would most likely uh, put that self-condemnation out as anger on the family. And so you might be like, well, I, my earthly father was this way. I, I'm scared of God. Like... Is he going to accept me? Is he going to love me? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so um, I want to actually give some scriptures here and then pray uh, with you. But I just, like I said, I truly believe that when we start knowing and receiving God's love. It transforms every area of our lives. By the way, Joseph Prince has many testimonies 
of people that were struggling with addictions like uh, smoking and other drugs and every time they lit a cigarette they would remind themselves I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ and it was hard for them and uncomfortable for them and foreign for them to do that but the more that they did that the desire went away and then one day they woke up and they had no desire for it and that was it and I'll tell you right now I believe that when we understand that we are loved and accepted and right with God and that he just wants to help us get to the other side it changes everything and you will not have a desire for those things that used to hold you back and uh, torment you. And so, but I want to uh, read some scriptures here. But first of all, the first one is, and I always talk about it, Romans 8, 1. Actually, I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. I have the Passion today. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus the anointed one. Um, so when that voice of condemnation and accusation comes, you remind yourself the case is closed. There is no condemnation for me. There is no accusation for me. Jesus took it at the cross. He took the punishment so that we, I could be free and I could be righteous, and I could be right with God, and I can be forgiven. And so it's imperative that we remember there's no condemnation because I believe condemnation is the root to mental illness and addictions. And so it's important to remember that. But uh, Romans 5, 17 to 18, and I'm going to read uh, the Passion Translation again. It says, Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus the Messiah? In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life now available to all. And so basically, these verses are saying that when you understand God's grace and his righteousness in life, that you will reign in life and you will have a victorious life. That is huge. And it is huge. I mean, when you think about it, God is the God of opposites. So we get what we don't deserve. And so basically, you know, preaching to... Uh, people that are in the midst, you know, born again believers that are in the midst of getting high or getting drunk, that you are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And Hebrews eight twelve, God remembers your sins no more. That is like not what 
what you would think would be done. But that's the power of God's grace, that it is bigger and more amazing and outrageous than we could ever possibly imagine. So much so that, you know, picture in a court of law where it says the case is closed. The case is closed because of what Jesus did at the cross, becoming our sin, becoming our sickness, um, taking them away, removing them and giving us the gift of right standing or righteousness. Now the case is closed. God declares you innocent, righteous, holy, and blameless, and healed, and whole. But we have to know that ourselves. And so God never changes his mind on us and how he views us. It's us that need a change of mind in our minds about who we are in him. And once we have that change of mind, addiction will not have a hold on people when they understand how free and loved and forgiven and accepted they are. Now, I tried to earn acceptance from my earthly father, you know, and tried to be perfect and I couldn't be perfect. But with God, we don't have to strive. We don't have to earn. He's And see, that's the thing. When I was in the midst of my addictions and relapsing and cutting myself, I thought God was mad at me and that he would only love me when I got my act together and stopped relapsing. So I was afraid of him and I avoided him and ran from him and stayed in shame and guilt. And that only increased the cycle of sin and shame and guilt. And, and so when I understood and, and started learning that God was not mad at me, Jesus took all anger and punishment, wrath and judgment at the cross, that he was madly in love with me and that I was righteous even in the midst of failing it, but I didn't know it. Um, that transformed everything and that God wasn't going to love me less when I failed. You know, some people put a level on sin, so they think, oh, you know, if they're, you know, I can, you know, get mad at, mad at somebody, but if they go out and relapse on drugs, they are way worse. Like that is way worse of a sin. Now, I'm not saying there aren't more consequences, earthly consequences that we have to deal with. There are. But we have to know in the eyes of God that sin is sin. There is no level of sin that he took care of the sin issue on the cross and that there's nothing that he didn't take care of. There is redemption for every single person, no matter what they've done, if they choose it. It's a gift, but we have a choice on whether we receive it. When we understand that, it changes everything and, and it helps us. For me personally, because of all the things that I went through and the things that I did, especially as a mother, when I received God's love and grace, it was like I was born again, born again. Like um, I read that scripture a few weeks ago about uh, the woman who anointed Jesus with oil and he said, those who are forgiven much love much. Um, I realized how forgiven I was and it transformed my life and is still transforming my life. And that's why I want to pass that message on to people who are struggling. Right now, I just feel led to say a word to you. 
if you are struggling and you are hiding something and no one knows about it and you feel shame and condemnation and guilt, I want you to know, the Father wants you to know that He loves you. He knows everything about you and His love has not changed for you. And that He sees your cries. He sees that guilt and condemnation and He doesn't want you to carry it. He says, give it over to me and I want to heal your heart right now. And so right now in the name of Jesus, if that is you and you just say, you know what, Father, I receive your healing for my heart and for this addiction right now. You just receive that. So right now in the name of Jesus, I speak healing over people right now. I, I um, break every assignment of the enemy over their life related to addictions. I speak healing of addictions right now in Jesus name. Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is now um, taking away that desire to numb and and that healing and wholeness is taking place i break the power of that addiction over people right now in jesus name in jesus name you are free and i want to tell you right now this is not about perfection so if for some reason you take five steps forward and one step back you just get back on to your eyes on jesus and the victory in him, you celebrate your victories and you just keep going with him and understanding that total freedom and wholeness is yours in him. And he's going to help you every step of the way. And one of the things I share as well before I um, go on to the last verse here, but is that a lot of people who have grown up with a lot of trauma and things abuse, um, they grow up with the mentality that fear and anxiety and all of that is their norm. So the only way out they can see is addictions. And so sometimes when people start getting free and they start experiencing that peace, their, whatever you call it, mind, flesh, whatever, starts to rebel and says, wait a minute here. We don't know what this is. We're going to go back to chaos and that and addiction. But I'm here to tell you that is not your reality anymore. You remind you, I encourage you to remind yourself, I don't have to sabotage things. I don't have to go back. Yes, peace feels a little weird right now, but that is my inheritance and I'm going to take it and I'm going to receive it and I ain't turning back. So I encourage you to um to make to have a hatred to going back to chaos and turmoil and just reminding yourself of the truth in your life you know what god wants me to experience healing and wholeness and peace and that belongs to me because perfect righteousness perfect peace perfect healing perfect everything lives in me and I'm going to draw on that anytime I need by focusing and meditating on that instead of meditating on all the fear and distractions out there. So go back to the word, look up a scripture that you need to, and maybe even look up the Greek and Hebrew, but meditate on something, a promise from God until you can get out of that cycle. Maybe even take a walk in nature. It doesn't have to always be spiritual. Go take a bath, whatever it is. But if you can 
change that thought to the truth. I talked about that. I think it was last week. It's not willpower of having to change it. It's replacing a thought with another thought, but replacing a negative thought with a truth-filled thought. And it takes time to do that. And it's a process and that's okay. Just say with me right now, process is okay. Jesus is with me in my process. Jesus is with me in my healing journey. I am loved and I am accepted right now, just as I am. And I will say it again, God is not going to love a future version of you, the version that you think you should be, you know, completely perfect. That's God loves you as you are. And as we receive that, that's when transformation takes place in our lives. And, um, and it's not about perfection because none of us is ever going to be 100% perfect until we're there. So um, I just wanted to share that. Uh, of course, I forgot. Oh, wait, here we go. Now, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13 and 14. I'm still old school. I love just a physical Bible. <laughs> and again, I am looking at the pan passion translation. So, oh, here we go. Wait a minute. Is this right? Okay. Or maybe it's just 13, but it's called the way of escape. We all experience times of testing, which is not God testing us, by the way, uh, which is for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. Um, okay, and each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Yeah, it's just 1 Corinthians um, 10, 13. So I was looking up the Greek word for escape, way of escape, and it's the Greek word ekbasis, E-K-B-A-S-I-S, -S, and it means way out, escape, and exit, the successful way out, departure, which is the way out, way out, which also goes on to what is new, desirable, the Lord's outcome. And I thought that is so cool. So when we are, uh, have these trials and, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Temptations, you know, it's not God putting them on us, by the way. Uh, it just happens. I mean, the enemy is, you know, still around, he's defeated. Our own hearts can condemn us. It doesn't matter what it is, there's habits that are formed. But the point is, no matter what, Jesus is the way of escape. And he will bring, it says, will bring you out of it victoriously. So we can go to Jesus. We can go to God and say, help me, Jesus. Father, this is 
feels like too much to bear. I need your help to do this. So we have a choice on whether we go to him or not, but the more we receive his love and, and, and his trust and know he is faithful, the more we will go to him in those times and the more victorious we will be in those times. And so the last thing I want to say, and is, uh, and this goes along with that, is Hebrews 4.11. So why don't you turn to Hebrews 4.11, and I don't even know if I looked it up in the Passion Translation. Sometimes I like other translations better than another, but I just wanted to have one Bible here today. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted to go back to, well, let me do this first. Well, let me go, let me do that. Um, let's go to Romans 12, 2, and I'm going to read this in, in the Passion Translation. And see, the thing is, is that it's, this is everything that I've talked about. And so people that are struggling with addictions, Okay, Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free or make you free. Well, it's the truth we know. So if truth sets us free, what keeps us in bondage? Lies. So there's some kind of lies that we believe. Well, first of all, one of the lies is that, you know, this substance will make us feel better. The substance is the answer to the pain that we are experiencing and the list goes on and we have to see that that is not the answer. But Romans 12, 2 in the Passion Translation, I was just talking about this with my spiritual mom and, and I love it. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But here's the point. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Isn't that awesome? So, you know, sometimes it takes a total transformation of the way that we are thinking in order to experience that victory. And I don't even want to say sometimes. I think it's every time with everything that we struggle. And for me personally, it's the transformation of of going from a person that thought they were defective and less than and a dirty rotten sinner and and the list goes on to a loved and righteous and cherished child of God that is healed and whole because of Jesus and that is the total transformation it's changing our minds uh it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And that re Greek word for repentance means change of mind. It's, it's God's good opinion of us, his truth over us, our true identity, focusing on that in the midst of failures, in the midst of it is huge and key. So Hebrews, um, I'm just going to say it, 4.11. I'm not even going to read the, the scripture, but it's, well, it's talking about laboring to enter the rest. And so I believe that a, um, you know, a huge labor to enter the rest is in the midst 
of a struggle or a trial or a failure, we remind ourselves that we are righteous in God and Jesus Christ, that we are loved, that we are forgiven. And like I had mentioned before, Joseph Prince has tons of testimonies of people being healed of addictions, taking a cigarette and reminding themselves, I am the righteousness of God and Jesus Christ. And that takes effort, that takes labor to say that to yourself in the midst of you know a struggle and a trial. And so, um, but I believe that is the way of escape that, you know, Jesus is the way and, and reminding as he is, so are we in this world? Well, reminding ourselves who we are in Christ, that we are loved, we are cherished, we are whole, um, that God is our rescuer. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. And the list goes on. It's all about relationship with him relationship so anyway the father wants you to rest in the fact that as a believer in Jesus Christ all the promises of God are yes and amen for you and that includes healing and wholeness healing of any broken heart healing of any trauma healing of any addiction healing of any physical thing that you're dealing with. But today I want to focus on addictions. And I had that little word earlier, but I'm just going to pray for you right now. And, you know, you can go to the Holy Spirit, any questions you have on this and ask him and he will answer you. Because truly, I can share all of this stuff. And all of us healing journeys today, people will say the same thing that it's not a formula, it's a relationship. And who better to help you than the God of the universe that knows the number of hairs on your head, who has your name tattooed on him, on the palm of his hand. He knows you uniquely and individually, and he will help you. He knows what you need to hear. He knows the truth that you need to set you free. So just turn your eyes on him, ask him for help. receive, be open to hearing what he has to say and be open to hearing what he has to say in the word and it will transform your life. And also give yourself grace in your journey because God has nothing but grace and compassion and love for you in your journey. You don't have to be perfect. Jesus was perfect for you and that's why he's our savior. So I want to remind you of that. But I believe there's some healing and freedom that's taking place right now. And if that's you, you just receive it because today is a new day for you. Write it down. Today is is freedom and healing day for you. I just believe it. Now that that healing and freedom day took place at the cross, but you're just receiving it today. You're saying, yes, I take that gift of healing and it belongs to me and I'm not going to let the devil bully me and oppress me anymore because I am a righteous loved and cherished child of God and that substance is not my best friend Jesus is my best friend that pain I am I am getting healed from it I don't have to live in it forever Jesus went through trauma on the cross to heal me of all trauma so right now in the name of Jesus I just speak to everybody there who is wants 
healing and freedom from addiction. And then I will pray for loved ones later. If that's you, you just say, yes, Jesus, that's me. And I am agreeing with you that today is a new day and that desire for that addiction, whatever it is, it's going to go away and it's going to dissipate. And you are going to be like, oh my goodness, this could only be God who is doing this. And you're right. It's the truth. It's only God that is setting you free and destroying that yoke of bondage over your life. And so don't let the enemy try to come back in there and say, oh, well, that didn't work. No, that's a lie. So you just receive that healing. I speak healing and wholeness over every person right now. Healing of trauma, healing of um, uh, just guilt and condemnation. And Father, I thank you that Holy Spirit is reminding each and every person when that voice of accusation comes in, wait a minute here, that is not the truth about me. And they're going to start uh, declaring, wait a minute, that's not the truth about me. I am righteous. I am healed. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am cherished. I am healed. And the list goes on. The truth, the labor to enter the rest sometimes the truth about them because those truths annihilate the lies of the devil. And so I thank you, Father, that I also believe some of you right now, you, you are forgiving yourself. And if that's you right now, you just I just encourage you to speak out, I forgive myself. I am forgiven by Jesus. I am choosing to forgive myself and love myself and give myself grace in my journey from this day forward. And I just believe peace is transforming your heart right now that you are experiencing his peace. I'm feeling that peace right now and that love for you right now. Jesus wanted to set you free. You're not watching this on accident. If Jesus had this word just for you so that you would be free and that you would know that you are loved right where you're at and that he's loving you completely into healing and wholeness and no desire for any of those substances that don't uh, fill the void. You are starting to continue to grow in the truth that he is the only one that can fill that empty void in your life. And we're all growing in his love and grace, myself included. Um, but I realize more and more that the more that I um, just meditate on experience and talk to him and read the word about his love and grace and new covenant truths, the more my life is transformed and I don't want to go to things that don't fill the void. So I thank you, Father, for healing over every person right now, every cell of their body in Jesus' name, every immune system function normally right now in Jesus' name, whatever you need, physical and emotional healing. Right now, I speak healing over every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, love you guys and I am really 100% believing 
that healing took place for you and your loved ones. I forgot to pray for loved ones. If that's you right now and you are agreeing right now in the name of Jesus as their sister in Christ, I agree. There are people out there that have been praying for freedom for their loved ones trapped in addiction. Father, I thank you that you are going to encounter them by the Holy Spirit you know them uniquely. Father, I pray that you would even give them dreams and put people in their lives to um, share the truth that they can be free. And the Father says, I've heard your prayers and I am working and moving. And so I pray and speak healing and freedom over every loved one right here trapped in bondage. And I speak that they have a destiny that they will fulfill in Jesus' name. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.